Welcome to Artistic Beginnings. I'm Mitch. And I'm Melody. We're siblings who grew up working in the entertainment industry and were deeply impacted by the arts. I'm a professional actor, singer, and dancer working in Los Angeles and New York, still pursuing an artistic career. I, on the other hand, am no longer pursuing that career. I went on to become a researcher, though I'm still involved in the creative industry. Artistic Beginnings is all about the winding artistic paths that creatives follow in their lives. We share these inspirational stories with you so that you can learn and grow as a creative. So, let's get into it. Hey everyone, Hi. welcome to Artistic Beginnings. Guess what? We're changing it up. <laughs> again. Yeah, again. We had an idea for a new kind of format for the show that we wanted to test out and see if it was going to work or if it's even interesting for people to listen to. So let us know. Yeah, we're still going to talk to people. We just want to give a little bit more specific topics to mm -hmm. our audience we think it'll be a lot more valuable and give us a little bit more of an opportunity to just talk about one thing yeah yeah we've got some ideas of brewing but mm -hmm. we're, we're gonna just start off with a new topic this week that being said before we do surprise melody let's talk about our favorite art of the week i think oh, that we're gonna start that as a segment yeah, you ready yeah i could go first if you yes, need to think you of yours go first because i do need to think of mine i'm super excited so i've been turning to netflix a lot more than i was in the past weeks and i i started watching this new tv show on netflix called indian matchmaking oh i think that it is fantastic i had all these preconceptions about what it meant to have an arranged marriage and interesting does it follow like one matchmaker or is it just a bunch of different family like yeah so it follows one matchmaker and the whole idea is that she has a ton of clients and everything's word of mouth it's really interesting actually she has great insight into the love connection mm -hmm. that is related to indian culture and I learned a ton about the whole Indian culture, how people are approaching their love. I guess people could call it love languages, but it could be just kind of the family love because of the fact that it is run very closely to family-oriented communities. So I highly recommend checking it out. I think that the documentary style is is perfect because as I'm watching it, and Melody, we're, we're going to watch this uh, when, when yeah, you come he told over. Me, he told I, me I'm that excited. I wasn't allowed to watch it without his, <laughs> without him being there. Yeah, I watched all of it so that I could watch you when you're watching it because I think it's going to be very interesting. Right. But I am thoroughly invested in the people that are in it because, you know, they're real people yeah. and it's a reality show. But I'm watching it almost screaming at the TV like it's some kind of not reality I show, but it's, it's a, like a, 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 a comedy rom-com. Yeah, nice. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's quite pleasant. So Mel, what's your favorite piece of art right now? Oh, good question. I love TikTok. <laughs> I don't think Is that's gonna TikTok be art? I don't think that's gonna be my answer though, because I feel like that's just I how I entertain myself throughout the day. And yes, it is an art. There are some people who are so talented on that app. Like it is, there are some people who are just plain stupid and some people who are just hilarious, but there are some really talented artists on there as well. I do think so. But I think as far as like a one thing, because TikTok is, you know, many different things. I think I'm going to go with, I started rewatching Psych again because it's my happy mm. show <laughs> and yeah. I forget how good it is. So I think that's probably my answer. It's so fun going back to a show that you've watched 
a couple times and forgetting how they started and where they ended up at the end of, you know, season eight or whatever. So that's always fun. But it's also nice to just go through and be able to click on any episode and be like, oh, yeah, I remember this one and just kind of have that nostalgia come back. So I'm going to go with Psych. And also because they just came out with the second Psych movie, which is on Peacock, which I haven't figured out if I can get that or not because it's free, but you have to have a TV provider, I think. I'm not sure. It's marketed as free everywhere, but I'm pretty sure I saw like a little asterisk that said as long as you have a TV provider. So... (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. So that would that would be my answer. I think that we're off to a good start then. I'm excited for everyone to take a, a listen to all the stuff that we're sharing and, yeah. and hopefully give us some insight into what we should be checking out for in terms of art. Personally, what I want is for everyone to share their own projects so that we can see homegrown projects oh, yeah. rather than just the things that are on Netflix and TikTok. Yeah, and, well, I guess TikTok is somewhat of yeah. a... I mean, the reason why I didn't say TikTok is because I feel like there's not like one specific TikTok that I love at the moment. I love a lot of them. So what's our topic this week? What are we discussing? So this was one of the topics that we kind of came across when I, okay, I'm going to open up with a lot of these topics are coming up because we're listening to the interviews that we did previously Mm -hmm. uh, before, and we just want to dig deeper into them. And one of those, which uh, we're talking about now is the initial idea was about acting, right? How is the job of acting the work leading up to getting the job? Or is it once you've got the job, then you get to do the work of acting? So Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of a nuanced take on it. But we can kind of broaden that to be performing arts, which is what our, our podcast is about. Is the performing art that you are pursuing as a career, so say you're an artist, say you're a dancer, say that you're an actor, singer, whatever, is the work leading up to it the job or is it just the final product? So if you're an actor, is it the training that you're doing uh, or is it simply just the performance that you are giving? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. What do you think, Mel? Well, yes (laughs) is my answer to that question. I think it differs a little bit from some art to other because I would say if you are a visual artist and you consider just getting like your painting being bought the art, I don't think that kind of idea of like is it only art once it's seen kind of thing or once you get that job or for an artist being put in a gallery, I don't really know that that would be considered the art quote unquote. I would say it's probably about being generous, a 70-30 percentage of the work that you put in beforehand. The work that you put in is 70%. And the 30% is the performance aspect of it because there's so much that goes into any performance. The performance wouldn't exist without the work ahead of time. So it still is art in itself and it still is, like if we're just taking acting, for example, it is still acting. But to get there, you do so much work. So to disregard that and be like, well, that's not that's not acting. That's just, you know, prep work, I think is a little incorrect. But also, I don't think that we should 100% be like, well, performing is an art. It's the work that you put into it. That is what the product that people see. So, you know, the majority of people are going to be like, oh, that's the thing. That's it. Yeah, I think that from my perspective, it definitely comes down to the fact that I would even say it's it's more 
I'll be super aggressive with it. I think that the work leading up to it is probably 95% in my mind. Yeah. And maybe 5% if that, because you can't get the final piece of the art Mm -hmm. without the previous work. And I know that there are arguments to be made against that. So I hate saying this phrase, but the devil's advocate position Mm -hmm. for that would be, well, what about all these people that didn't put in any work and then now they're doing all of the uh, performances and and all that kind of stuff that... Yes, but what are they doing? Because like, here's the thing. I'm going to take the Billie Eilish song Ocean Eyes, for example, because we downloaded Logic and they had a demo of it to kind of show you how it works. And if you open it up and you see every single track that it takes to make that song, it's ridiculous. Like it is insane the amount of work that was put into that song. And just the vocal tracks alone, there was like, what, seven or eight under each line to just get that harmony and whatever. I do think that there are people out there that definitely get lucky and are able to, you know, shoot into stardom, whatever. But to some degree, they do have to put work in because nobody's a movie star from not doing work on set or doing rehearsals. Like, it may not be as high of quality. And also, those people tend to not have longevity. Like, they'll have one thing. Mm-hmm. But then they won't be able to sustain that. Or they'll be like, oh, I realize I have to put the work in. And then they'll kind of change their mindset. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a very... I'm curious what other people think about it as well. Because I do, especially with acting, I think the world has such a idea that like it happens overnight. Because you only, you hear about people like that. You don't ever hear their lead up story. Like I remember Jennifer Lawrence was like an overnight sensation with Hunger Games. And I was like, she did mm-hmm. things before that. Like she put in work. <laughs> and also yeah, she didn't just all of a sudden stumble into this yeah, audition. Yeah, same room thing with Brie like, Larson. I am like now she, Everdeen. she worked so much before she did the amazing things that she's done. But I also think that like there are some roles and some projects that will just propel you much more than others. And that's I mean, that's not something that you really can control. That's the nature of the the business, totally. I imagine. Yeah. And it's all about finding what's novel, what's most interesting. Totally. And I think that that's fair. I think past that, however, what people need to realize is that there are some cases where preparation is a lot of just throwing stuff up at the wall and not really knowing what you're preparing for totally. because there are opportunities that come to you. Like one of the interviews that we did, Oh, we haven't released that one yet. That's okay. But basically the idea is that this I'll, I'll reveal it was, it was a girl. She did all of this training and gymnastics, all yeah. of these kind of physical activities. Just kind of for fun, I think, too. Yeah. Yeah. All of these random training bits because it was something that that was fascinating to her. She wasn't doing it to try and get a role. She wasn't trying to get into connections with people that she thought would get her work. She did something she was passionate about. And by building the skills that you are passionate about, the better and more skilled and more professional you will be in that area and opportunities will come to you because of what you're passionate about and what you're good at. I would argue that there aren't really truly, I don't know how much I buy into the savant idea. I think people are passionate and they follow paths that they become very good at. I don't think they're naturally innately great at this thing, mm. but I think that they are interested enough in it to put the work and in. are dedicated that they put the work in or they work in a way that is more intuitive Mm -hmm. for that space that maybe people wouldn't get to 
if they didn't have that same passion. Totally. So the idea that I am coming up with right now, because I, I love his work, Jacob Collier is an amazing musician. He has amazing music going out. He is what many people would say a musician that is, uh, what, what's the word? I, it's not savant. What's the... Uh, uh, self... No, I know I know what you're thinking of. Yeah. Um, it's like when little kids are the thing. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> that doesn't make sense, but it it's when little the, when little <laughs> kids are good at the thing. When little kids are really good at something, people usually say that they're this. <laughs> Sound off in the comments below. <laughs> no, I'm looking it up because I. Yeah. So. Continue, and I'll look it up. Yeah, I'm trying to. Syndrome. Prodigy. Prodigy. Yes. That's it. That's so, yes. Thank you. We're going to cut all of that. Yes. And let's just imagine that, that we, we continue the conversation. Right. Yeah. So a musical prodigy. Jacob Collier can be considered a musical prodigy. What I am saying, I guess, that could be controversial is that I'm not sure that he's a prodigy, but I think that he is exceptionally talented and has passionate and his work that he naturally and has opportunity as well moved towards and worked on has made him a clear musician and a very clear, I don't want to say winner, but clearly talented musician that yeah. is above many of the competition yeah. of people's ears. Totally. You know? The same can be said about like Billie Eilish and her brother. They, I think are very talented, obviously. And same with Jacob Collier. I think he's also talented, but they were in an environment where they were constantly learning and exploring and had the accessibility. So they, and they were passionate about it as well. So it gave them the tools to really work on it and to be really amazing at what it is. Exactly. They were growing their talents yeah. that they maybe had a little bit of an innate ability to learn, but yeah. that was only there because of the passion, I think, and their interest in that. It's the same with me and singing. Like, <laughs> I'm lucky that I have a pretty nice voice, but I don't think that I would be, you know, hair flip, hair flip where I am today if I didn't put in the work, you know. Humble brag. Humble also, brag. it Also, additionally, it, it requires a certain level of accessibility to totally. the tools that yes. are required. We we're fortunate and uh, privileged enough to have our father and our mm -hmm. mother, our, our dad, who can play music and is an amazing pianist. And then our, our mom, who has worked in the industry and Just has the biggest the, musical theater knowledge ever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and she no, it's has true. Like it's worked on her knowledge that way. It is a, definitely a uh, nature versus nurture thing for sure. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to be like, oh, do you think we would have, either you or me would have done the same things if we didn't have the support system or the accessibility that we had? It, it's, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting topic. It's, uh, it all also circles back to one of my favorite quotes from an acting teacher is, uh, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Mm -hmm. And it's all about, you know, success is when opportunity meets with preparedness. It's that's. You know, you can't, you don't know what you're preparing for, especially in this industry, because it's so random. Like, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so you just have to be the best that you can be at that time and hope that there's something that meets you where you are, honestly. As annoying as it is, it, it's kind of freeing to be like, oh, I don't have to work on something very specific that I may hate just because I know I could work with that. But I can do things that I love and I know that a project will arise, just like you were saying with an interview that we had that she was like, oh my God, I didn't even 
realize that I would fall in love with this so much and the fact that I had this opportunity and the preparedness just like made it that much better. I think that the main point here isn't that work will come to you when you work on something that you're passionate about. I think the point is that when you work on something you're passionate about, you are doing what you love, not for the purposes of getting work, but because you know that that's what you're supposed to be doing. Totally. And if what you're doing is something that other people are desiring to to fulfill a job for, like if Jacob Collier was just doing his music thing and somebody came up yeah. to him and was like, do you, do you play piano? Can you play piano totally. for a gig for us? That is the opportunity that we're looking for. Yeah. If you love doing something and it's likely you have to go into it for the passion, not for thinking, oh, if I follow my passion, I'm going to be able to do this for a living. That's that's not what we're saying. Mm-hmm. We are saying that it is important to follow your passions and it is likely that opportunities will rise for you to do more of that. But we're not guaranteeing right. that and it's that's also going to lead to work. It's 100% valid to not pursue your passions because you need to make money like that is very valid as well like you can take a second I I would still try to find a way to pursue it as well but it doesn't have to be you know I feel like especially in the arts industry it's so you either do it a hundred percent or you're not an artist like you have to put a hundred percent of yourself into it which is the goal eventually that this is all you do but it's for some very, people yeah for some people again speaking from my personal experience and conversations that I've had like for some people having it 50-50 is totally fine and that's what they want. But I think getting out of that mindset of I have to devote everything of myself to this is very helpful because you do still need to survive and (laughs) you also are going to have life experiences that will inform your art and will, you know, you may meet someone in in real human being life (laughs) that will help you with your artistic life. You know, it's I, I'm trying to get out of that mindset. It's hard to where you have to be hustling so hard all the time for it. And that's not saying don't work hard at it because you have to work hard because there's so many people doing it. But to give yourself those breaks to not go crazy over it and end up hating it. Yeah, I think that coming from the side that does this for more of a passion project mm-hmm. more than anything, I don't work in the entertainment industry, but I'm doing this podcast because that is the passion that I have right now yeah. and I, I make music when I want to and I I do different kind of side hustles when I feel the passion come up. Right. I am not looking to necessarily make that my full-time career but because I am working at a company that is giving me the financial stability I need to be able to have the time to pursue these things, that is the opportunity I needed. Totally. And that is just to point out to the fact that you can still be an artist and not have it be a career. Yeah, 100%. I think it's that very bad frame of mind of if you are not in it 100%, then you're not truly whatever. Human beings can do a million things <laughs> and can have many different interests. And if you have more than just one, that's good. That makes you a more interesting person. <laughs> and that brings me back to the point of this episode, right? Which is talking about the work being the art. Mm-hmm. I think the work is the art. Yeah. I think it, you know what? I'm going to change my statement. I think that if you are working towards the art, (laughs) no, I'd say I'm going to be really controversial. A hundred percent of it is the work leading up to it. The final product doesn't mean shit. Doesn't mean shit. Yeah. I think that it's all about the rehearsal, the practice, the 
the work. It's all about the journey. Ooh, I have something. I have an interesting thought. I think depending on who we're talking to, the answer changes. Because I think if you're talking to the artist, it is the work that is 100% of the art. But if you're talking to the consumer, it is the art that is 100% of the art. You know what I mean? Okay, I do see that. Because if you're watching a TV show, you're watching that as a piece of art. Like that is the work that you are seeing, which is still work, but that is what they consider as the art versus the person who did it was like, no, the actual art is the work that I put into it. I think that that is a great distinction. So what we're saying here is that for an artist, the art is not the product. The Mm -hmm. art is the journey. But for anyone that is consuming the art, the final product is the creative representation of that work. And again, it also falls on the consumer because there are some consumers that will be like, oh my God, I love this artist or I love this piece of artwork. Let me do all of the research on it to know what went into it so I can understand fully what this you know, means. And then there are people who are just going to be like, I accept, I love this. Great. Thank you there. I don't need to worry about what went into it. (laughs) I just enjoy it as a piece of art. And I think they're both very valid. I think they are both valid. I'd say that that's kind of the difference between some people that that's the fine arts community where Mm -hmm. they're these snobby people that are talking about a piece of art and you're looking at it as just like that's a piece of cheese mm-hmm. why, uh, the, why uh, did it's the, a piece of cheese on the ground why <laughs> why did the why artist use blue or blah 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 which again there are plenty of books and plenty of interviews that they're like this is the reason why i used blue and for some people that is important to them and for some people it's just important to be like that's a really pretty color blue that they picked <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it's all in the eyes of the beholder yeah. so i think that that's a really good point the art for the artist i think what we believe at least and, right, and let yeah. us know if, if you have a different opinion totally. but what we're saying is the art is all about the journey for the artist mm-hmm. and it's about self-expression and that yeah. self-expression is in the journey it's not in the final product the final product is maybe a snapshot into the journey yeah i think the final product is included in it because it's still a part of the work technically but i don't think it is the end-all be-all representation yeah, as an artist, I think I find more joy in watching people work and watching YouTube videos on how things were made mm-hmm. because of that perspective yeah. that we have, where we live much more in the artist's r- world. We're not so right, much of a of consumer. Of the creative time. Yeah. <laughs> the creative but that's time. <laughs> of the creative time. I think that that's totally fair. Yeah. I think the journey is the exciting part because you don't know what's going to be the final product. There's a, a goal in mind, right. potentially, yeah. but for the most part, it's all about just yeah. experiencing no, life. It's true. I mean, and I think that's what's so intoxicating about becoming an artist yeah. and a, a creative in general. I totally agree. I think it's very hard sometimes for my brain to shut off when I'm trying to just watch and enjoy something. Like somebody can watch a TV show and or a, a movie and be like, oh, that was great. Love that. But my brain is always like, oh my God, I wonder what that was like to film that. Or I wonder how they thought about getting this shot or like the work that went into that. Or what mm-hmm. I wonder what they were thinking about to elicit these emotions or like, oh my God, I see the boom mic right there. So it's it's hard to turn that brain off for sure. I mean, sometimes I can when I'm just watching something stupid. But even mm-hmm. then I'm like, why did they think that that was the choice to make? Like what was going on creatively during this process that they were like, yeah, let's do that. 100%. Yeah. I think that that's 
totally valid. So I, I think that that's uh, definitely interesting. I'd love to keep the conversation going with with everyone. Please reach yes. out on social media. Yeah, we want to we want to have more of a dialogue with you. We don't yeah. want it to just be us talking at a mic. You know. Yeah, we don't want to talk at you. We want to talk with you. <laughs> these, these are interesting topics that we find fascinating and we want to talk with more people about and we want to learn because yeah. you know what we say in this episode may change in like a day totally. honestly i flip-flop all the time so yeah. you know prove me wrong make it so that i am wrong we're choosing topics we have a whole list of things that we want to talk about so we're choosing topics that are interesting to us but you know again we're doing this for you so if there's something really interest that you're very interested in, let us know because it may not even cross our minds. And I like learning mm -hmm. new things and exploring and discovering new things. And in the arts, there's so much to talk about. So let us know. Yeah. yeah. So to kind of close out this episode, Mel, what, what's uh, something you learned in this conversation? Ooh, I think I'm going <laughs> to think I'm going to learn from myself. <laughs> with the the thought of I know it's so conceited but the thought of the difference in perspective of who's consuming the art because I don't think yeah, I, I really think have ever articulated well. or thought of it in that way and it's just not my brain just going a mile a minute right now just thinking about that as an idea but also I'm just really curious if this is just something that we think about because we're artists and if this even yeah. crosses a mind of somebody who isn't as into the world as we are like they can I consider everyone to be artistic but I'm curious if there's a certain level at which you start to distinguish the work from the final product definitely yeah yeah I think that that's super interesting I I think I'll also I'm gonna cheat that as a, a cop-out I'm gonna say that that's Fair. that's the thing that I thought was most interesting I know it uh, was a here. really good thought wasn't it <laughs> Melly just flipped her hair and I am going to burn it down. Um, great. Burn Thanks, it Mel. down. Yeah. I, I'm learning to cut hair, so oh I'm going to burn it. Have you seen, those, seen those videos, videos of people doing those yes, little flary things? Which I don't get it's scary. It's so, that's so damaging to the it, hair. It's yeah, damaging. that was my next question. Is it is it healthy? I, I don't mean, it's think natural. So. Fire mean, is natural. It is. It's, yeah, it's like those, part of the the the, the, the one guy who does it with like hacksaws and a whole bunch of old, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, and he sets hair on fire. I don't think that's good for hair. Like cutting it is good because you get rid of the dead bit. If you burn it, you're just adding more deadness to it. I think I don't know. I'm not a hairstylist. I could be very incorrect, and it could be the most natural and the best way to cut your hair, but. I'm not going to try it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll do some research before I start bringing over the torches for yes. our haircuts. <laughs> Perfect. I'll test it on dad's hair. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, thanks for thanks for sticking with us yeah, uh, this week. Yeah, if you've made it this far, thank you. If you hate hated this, let us know. We're still going to do it. <laughs> but let yeah, us know if there's something different that you would rather. We like to yeah, do. like if, it, if, there's a, if there's another format or... Again, just topics that are interesting to you. Let us know. So, Mel, did you was this fun for you? I enjoyed this. Yeah, I okay, cool. I enjoyed I enjoyed debating things, and I enjoy having like one thing that we talk about. And I think it's going to be really interesting once we bring somebody in who either we know has a set point of view on something, depending on what it is, or is you know an expert at something or a novice at something, and then kind of having that conversation with them. I'm just excited for different point of views on things yeah i threw an expert, expert novice novice <laughs> artistic beginnings is just gonna turn into expert novice 
Yeah. Or Space Horse. Space Horse. It's a Space Horse. We'll oh. share that with you guys soon. It's one of Mitchell's songs that he's created. Have yeah, you seen the I'm... TikTok where they take a Klezmer song and put Nicki Minaj over it? I thought of you when I saw it. It's dun, 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 dun. But with this one is for the boys, the boom system, down, down, they say with the coolest. I'll try mm. to find it. It's so good. I don't know why I didn't yes. send it to you because I immediately yeah, thought I was like it. Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, I love Klezmer music, yeah. by the way. Klezmer music is great. It is. Our uncle was in a Klezmer band. He was, and it, yes. Yeah. And it was great. Cool. If you couldn't tell, we, we're from a very creative family. Yes. And I wonder if that is why we are so... You know, again, it's a whole nature versus nurture thing. But do you think we as human beings? I don't know. I'm curious. I'm I'm a nurture believer. Yeah. I, I believe that everything can be nurtured. No, I, I think so as well. So. Interesting. Prove me wrong. Awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks again. Yeah. I'm going to thank everyone for that made it to this second. The, yeah, our second time of saying goodbye. Yeah. If you want to have more information about us or, or more stuff about the previous episodes that we've we've done, you can catch us at www.artisticpodcast.com. Our Instagram is at the artistic pod and our personal Instagrams. If you want to just follow us there or see us doing Mitch post food stuff and I do whatever. Mine is at Melody underscore Hollis and Mitch is at Meech with how many E's? Five, the same as Kimmy, as Kim, Kimmy, Kimmy B. Yeah, same as same as Kimmy B. Uh, Yeah, man, this episode passed Kim's uh, test as well. It was fun, so we're gonna keep doing it. Exactly. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Kim. Cool. All right. Also, check out her episode and just listen to all of the episodes. (laughs) And 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 you can also listen to Kim and Kat's episodes and Kim and Kat's podcast. Kim and Kat stay alive. Another plug, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Great. Great show. Great it show. is. Melody will tell you. I love it. It's my favorite. One of my favorite podcasts. This one is also one of my favorite. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye, everyone. <laughs> bye. Hey, thanks for listening. For more information about the podcast, visit our website, www.artisticpodcast.com. If you liked the episode, do us a favor and share it with a friend. It's the best way to help people find our podcast and will help support the show. For updates on new episodes and content, you can follow us at The Artistic Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next week. See ya.